everybody. Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for Friday, February 2nd, 2018. Happy Groundhog's Day, everyone. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the groundhog's name, but something something. Phil saw his shadow, which means six more weeks of winter, which sucks. Anyways, let's start breaking down the slate. As always, I'm joined with my co-host Rob. Rob, how's it going? I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing well. Just dreading six more weeks of winter. It's and cloudy here today, so nobody saw nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's dive into the slate. And the slate is, you know, a bit of a relief. We don't have to deal with Manchester City. Instead of Manchester City, we have to deal with their brother team or whatever the hell you want to call the other guys from across the way, Manchester United. Um... But yeah, let's start off like we always do. Let's jump into it with goalies. Take it away, Rob. What goalies you like tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, for well, goalkeepers are pretty. I'm not entirely sure about goalkeepers. I, in in all truth, I'm not really sure about the slate, especially for cash. I love it for GPP. I think there's some amazing uh, GPP options this week, but for cash, I'm just not finding a lot of things that I'm, I'm really liking to rely on. Uh, for keepers, the first keeper that really draws my attention is Asmir Begovic on Bournemouth. Uh, I think he's safe for either format this week. Bournemouth are one of the hotter teams in the English Premier League right now. And I've been on Stoke uh, pretty consistently for the past few weeks and uh, making some really good calls on them. And I think I'm going to have to jump off Stoke now, unfortunately, to Bournemouth. Uh, I really like Bournemouth this week an awful lot. I think they offer some really interesting plays across the entire uh, either format, entire team. And that starts with Begovic, who's only 5,100. He's making a ton of saves. We're going to give a ton of saves. Stoke are horrible away from home. They're excellent at home. Bournemouth is really good at home. Uh, so it, it really wouldn't surprise me if Begovic walks away with a CS bonus win this week uh, and like a, a 2 nothing score. Uh, so I'm really into Bournemouth. The next keeper I'm uh, seriously considering is uh, Ben Foster on Brom. I really like Brom this week. I think Southampton are falling apart by the seams here. Uh, they're not really getting it too much done, unfortunately, for them. And uh, the switch to, oh, from uh, Forrester to McCarthy hasn't really done enough for them uh, to really start pulling away with some serious victories. So uh, I really like Brom this week at home. Southampton haven't won away from home since September. Uh, so it, I'm just really not interested in taking any sort of risk on that and uh, furthermore I'm looking to target against that if they haven't won since September that's just something you can look at instantly so uh, Ben Foster at only 4.8k is someone I'm really considering this week probably my top keeper play around the board this week is going to be Adrian for West Ham I'm not entirely sold on West Ham as a whole they're really hurt right now but Brighton just aren't a very good uh, EPL side uh, at home or away and uh, Adrian at only 4.5k I'm really surprised to see Brighton listed as the favorite this slate for uh, this matchup so I think I'll be trying to exploit as much of that as I can with uh, West Ham, who just, as a general, even outside of uh, the real-life aspect of it, they West Ham are some of the better DFS plays across the board, most slates as is. And uh, when you consider they're going up against Brighton, who have one of the lowest shot counts in the league, one of the lowest goal counts in the league, and are towards the bottom of the standings, there's no no real reason not to look at uh, an underpriced West Ham in this matchup. And Adrian's where I'll be turning to uh, for the most part. 
I really like Fabanski this week and Swansea. I really like Swansea as a whole this week. I think since they've uh, gotten their new uh, coach, I think his name is Carvalho Carvalho or something to that extent. Uh, he uh, He's completely taken over Swansea into a completely new light. And while I'm not entirely sold on uh, Fabanski to actually get a CS bonus, I could see him getting five saves and allowing one goal in the 2-1 win for Swansea. Uh, and that's something I'll be chasing here. If a CS bonus happens, that's great. He doesn't really have any defensive options to stack with, but... Uh, Fabanski's always good for uh, three or four saves. And against Leicester, with uh, Mares still kind of hanging up in the air, I think that kind of showed last week when they were only able to get the one goal off of a Vardy penalty shot. So I'll be looking back to Fabanski this week at only 4.2K. I think that's some incredible value for Swansea, who uh, for the most part really have uh, been a much better team in the past few weeks. I'm not really too interested in Everton against Arsenal in terms of their keepers, but uh, the the value keeper for me this week is absolutely going to be John Slosel for uh, Huddersfield. I'll get more into it as I go here, but uh, my bold take this week is that Huddersfield are going to outright win against Man United, and that's going to start with Jonas Slosel at only 3.6K. He's kind of like my Begovic last week, where I think Man United are here for the taking, and when you look at only 3.6K, uh, Man United have only scored more than twice once like in forever and that was a few weeks ago against stoke who uh have they do have the statistically the worst defensive core in the league so it doesn't surprise you man you know i got three on them but the fact they've only got two goals ceiling max it, it is a little bit turn off for me and Man United, but furthermore, it's a, it, I really, it really turns me on to uh, Jonas Lossel at only 3.6K. At uh, two goals max, that means negative uh, four max, and all he needs is two saves, and he should be making two saves against the Man United side, who uh, should be giving him at least five. So uh, I really like Jonas Lossel at only 3.6K. And, uh, yeah, that's my keeper takes. Very interesting. Um, for the majority... Um, of tomorrow's slate, I think I'm going to be just limited to probably David De Gea. I think he's, I know this is going against your extremely bold yeah. take, but, you know, I, goalie seems very, you know, hard to break down. De Gea certainly has a very expensive price at 6K, but he's, he's just the most likely to finish with a clean sheet. The United are the heaviest favorites. They also have the highest implied goal total. And um, you know, it's very rare that De Gea even even in a game where they're massive favorites that he goes without seeing, you know, a few shots on net, recording a couple saves because the fact of the matter is Man U has been playing a bit, you know, has you know, playing a bit underperforming lately. They haven't really played up to their competition. They just acquired Alexis Sanchez, but, you know, he had a very tough outing in his first game against Tottenham. Um, I firmly expect Man U to get back on track this weekend at home against Huddersfield. And he, you know, he provides the best safety and the most upside of any keeper on the slate, I think. I think Lucas Fabianski is pretty interesting. I know you like Swansea a lot. He's actually the EPL league leader in saves. Um, he costs only 4,200. Like you said, um, since they're you know they brought in their new manager, I think they've only dropped one game. I believe, if I'm right. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've only dropped one game. Fabianski has played you know incredible and. Uh, we don't know what the Leicester attack will look like without Mahrez because he's being a little bitch and he's sitting out. So, <laughs> well said. Yeah, 
Anyways, they could, you know, they could struggle. They're going to rely on Vardy a lot more to do, you know, dumb Vardy things. But it's basically between Albright and Vardy, and that makes the team a lot more, you know, easy to stop versus when it has Mahrez flanking from the, the right side. So let's move to defender. Um, defender like goalie, there's not too many things. I don't find any interest in, you know, as much as I like to hey, I don't think there's any positive correlation to pay up for the Manchester United wingbacks. Um, I think Ashley Young's price is at like 6900 or some freaking crazy price. Um, I'm definitely going to prefer to, you know, pay down. The West Ham guys are the ones that I'm looking at the most. Cresswell's back. We talked about this before we went on there. But with the acquisition of uh, Jao Mario, I think is how you say it, they should be, you know, splitting corners and set pieces. So 5100 is kind of a steep price for a guy just coming back. But Cresswell, as we've seen before, has you know, proven to swing in crosses like none other, and this is certainly a good game for him to, you know, get a lot of crosses in open play. How about you, Rob? Yeah, uh, I, I liked all your takes there. Um, for defense for me this week's really bad. Uh, I really don't like it. You're, you're right, Ashley Young's at 6.9K. Uh, to pay off from that, I guess it's an okay uh, selection when you consider that Huddersfield aren't scoring goals. But like I said earlier, I, it's acceptable for cash. I'm just not looking to pay 7K for a wing back in cash this late. Uh, in GPP, I'd rather go with Huddersfield in, in, with my concept of Man United there for the taking. So uh, uh, if I'm going to choose between the two, it would definitely be Luke Shaw uh, if he ends up getting the start. But we never really know. It could be Valencia. Valencia has been playing very well uh, in terms of DFS at all, period. Like, he, he's only gotten four crosses in the last, how many, four games. Didn't get any last week against Tottenham. Only got one against Stoke and Brom. Like, those aren't teams that you should be getting one cross against. So, 5.4K for, uh, excuse me, 5.6K for Valencia just isn't something I'm interested in. So, if it's going to be anyone, I'd probably look at Luke Shaw. Um, Cresswell is still going to be someone I'm going to use 100% this late. Uh, it's tough not to really. 5.3K is that bad. When he plays, he has an incredible floor. Like the, the 10, see the 10 to me uh, last slate, the 10 crosses he got is his floor with uh, Yao Mario playing too, uh, who I'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, in terms of Cresswell, I think he's a, a brilliant play in either format, stacking with Adrian, uh, playing by himself in cash, whatever you feel like. I think Cresswell is all around just uh, looking at a solid uh, 2 to th- 2.5 times floor, which is pretty good uh, considering the salaries that we're looking at here. I don't like th- I don't mind the Bournemouth wingbacks in GPP. In cash, they really don't have too much of a floor, but in GPP, I really don't mind them to do some work. Uh, in particular, Charlie Daniels is someone I'm, consi- I'm considering. Excuse me. Uh, Southampton still have a really excellent floor, despite um, they're not going to win this. Uh, they shouldn't win this game against Brom. But uh, conversely, when you look at Brom, Brom have some really excellent salaries here. It's too bad Karen Gibbs isn't at full health uh, because uh, I would really 
be like to use him at 3.9k against Southampton away. Uh, but no, no, I'm a someone I'll definitely be considering. Uh, it, he hasn't been getting the kind of crosses that I would like from him. But uh, at the same time, he's played Arsenal and Man City in two of his last three. So you really can't judge him too deeply. So Al Noam, someone on Brom, I'm going to be considering. Um, like I said, whoever Bournemouth starts wing backs, uh, I don't mind. Uh, Seamus Coleman on Everton. I still think at 4.3k, that's a, a really good price to get a hold of him. I don't mind the Brighton wingbacks, uh, Fong and Shaletto. Uh, Shaletto uh, ends up playing at the wing sometimes. So I know West Ham are excellent plays all around, but the, that's something to consider on Brighton there if you happen to fall in that price range. Uh, Kyle Naughton on uh, Swansea is someone I'm going to be using a lot at only 3.9K. Uh, again, this is going back. If I'm using Fabanski, I'll, I'll be stacking with Naughton. Uh, Olsen just isn't the quality I'm looking for this slate. Uh, but in terms of my defenders, that's really it. There, there isn't too much underneath all that. You may be able to get a, uh, a Huddersfield wing back uh, for really cheap, uh, but really there there shouldn't be too much uh, surprising wingback values below that so that's generally my uh, defender takes this slate. yeah i agree with you um i like your take on the west brown fullbacks i think craig dawson at 4k is um definitely in play uh west brown i think they've you know sent in more crosses in the past month than any other team and they only had two last week against man city so that's pretty impressive when you you know really look into those statistics and i think southampton are also um one of the league leaders in crosses allowed and they only have um one clean sheet in their last 16 matches which is you know something they they are basically chickens with their heads cut off every time a ball comes into the box like they literally have no idea what to do uh southampton and brom have some of the highest quality crossers and guys like chris brunt we'll get to him in a bit matt phillips the wing backs everything is standing up here for southampton southampton excuse me letting two or three cross goals yep there you have it um so yeah, that just about rounds up our defender takes, and let's move to midfield. What do you like in midfield, Rob? Yeah, midfield, we can start at the top. Uh, my first decision is going to come with uh, Ward-Prowse on Southampton, uh, or whether or not to use him in cash. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to, simply for the fact that Southampton have been so bad away from home, but there's no denying his floor is incredible. It's just 8.5K is a massive, massive risk to take in someone playing for a team who hasn't won away from home since September. Uh, I'll be, uh, again, one of the reasons I like Huddersfield so much is that three of Man United's uh, top uh, excuse me, three of Man United starters from the midfielders are in the top of 10 uh, salaries for four of them, excuse me, uh, for uh, midfields this late. And I just don't think that's justified. Uh, it's not that Man United are bad plays, it's, or excuse me, bad uh, players, it's that they're bad plays. And it's because they don't, the team doesn't score more than two goals at slate. And when you're taking someone at uh, 10.4K like Sanchez or 8.6K Pogba, you need them to be involved in both of those goals. Otherwise, there's just not going to be enough opportunity to go around from everyone to find enough relevance in the game uh, unless you're expecting a whole bunch of floor plays, which Man United aren't really known for. So it just, uh, it's, it's not that, I, again, it's not that I don't think Man United are going to go out and lose 
five nothing or something obscene. It's just that in DFS terms, they just don't line up as perfect plays this late. So I'm kind of on Huddersfield for that reason. Uh, I think Albrighton's an excellent play for cash. Uh, 8K again is a risk for me to take on someone who I don't think is going to win the game. Again, I'm on Swansea, so uh, I, I don't mind Albrighton for cash. It's a little steep for me. But uh, I, I still think I'll take a chance in him. I like the Bournemouth options in Ryan Frazier and Jordan Ivey. I think both of them offer Ibe, excuse me, offer excellent uh, relevance in either format, especially Ibe and Cash. I think at only 6.6K, his minutes do concern me a little bit, but he's been getting a lot more crossing options than Ryan Frazier. Uh, and again, I think Ryan Frazier makes more of a GPP play because he hasn't really been putting out the kind of floor that we've been picking him for over the last few weeks so what my hope is that a lot of people end up taking uh, the wrong people in cash and GPP in that scenario and uh, we'll be able to capitalize uh, taking the sharp option with Ryan Frazier and GPP and uh, Ivan Cash. Uh, Pascal Graub is interesting to me his minutes suck uh, so uh, unfortunately I'm going to have to be ignoring him uh, but uh, where I'll be drawing my attention to this uh, slate will be the uh, West Brom wingers. And what I'm hoping it will be will be Chris Brunt and Matt Phillips. Uh, these two guys are incredible. You can play them both at the same time. Uh, and it won't really affect you in cash because they're both going to pump in at least six crosses if they play. Uh, Chris Brunt's definitely going to be a near 100% play for me if he ends up starting. Uh, simply because, like I mentioned earlier, Southampton have no idea how to defend a cross. And Chris Brunt was basically behind Robbie Brady in terms of the quality of crosses being put in from a week-to-week -week basis uh, before Robbie Brady got hurt. There's nobody in Chris Brunt's level in terms of corner quality and cross quality. So uh, Chris Brunt's someone I'm going to be locking in either format this slate. Uh, probably a lot higher ownership than more, most other people and he's someone I'm really looking to capitalize uh, yeah Mario on uh, West Ham we have to talk about this a little bit the, he's actually an incredible player uh, I was I have to admit uh, before we were talking I was a little bit unaware that he was picked up by West Ham this guy is a legit star he's still young he was playing uh, he he's a midfielder for Portugal uh, incredible a lot of set uh, as we were discussing, and with incredible quality. He was even taking set pieces ahead of Ronaldo on the Portuguese national team. He was an absolute, absolute star in the uh, under under t under teams for Portugal, like the under-19s, under-23, under-21, whatever they do. Uh, he was an absolute incredible star for Portugal, uh, absolutely dominating the Youth World Cups. He was the cap captain for Portugal. I can go on and on here. I'm sorry. But at 5.9K, that's an incredible steal for someone of this quality like he's literally uh world-class quality he's going to be an 8k player here in the coming weeks so getting him at only 5.9k is an incredible steal and someone that i'm going to be using uh, a lot uh, him and Cresswell stack together you're looking at a floor of basically 15 to 20 crosses and uh for only 10k that's a that's a pretty combined around 10k that's a pretty good deal uh so i'm definitely interested in stacking those two uh, I don't mind Jay Rodriguez from uh, Brown, but we'll talk about him as a forward. Excuse me. Uh, Aaron Moy is someone I'm going to be considering in GPP at only 5.3K. He can always just come out and get a penalty shot or a few set pieces, and that's all I really need. He hasn't really been utilized as the same of the last few weeks, but again, he was playing uh, Liverpool and West Ham when they're as hot as hot could be. Uh, so you really can't justify a lot of his recent scores uh, to the because of the competition. So 
Uh, I'll be looking at Aaron Moyne from GPP Saints this slate. I like Charlie Adams and Stoke, despite uh, being such so big into Bournemouth. Um, my top play for midfield this slate uh, for GPP is going to be Sam Klukas on Swansea. Uh, I know I've given Sam Klukas a hard time this, this season a few slates, but uh, the fact is he's playing incredible at the moment, and he's actually scored with every shot he's taken this season. He has three goals on three shots. Uh, so I, I'm going to be looking at him in the GPP setting for only 4.3K. That's some incredible salary discounts that you can open up some really huge doors in the slate where, like I mentioned earlier, if you're not on Man United like myself, uh, that really opens up some incredible uh, incredible GPP doors, uh, especially if you're using Fabanski and not, for example, or Bournemouth. Uh, so, I, I yeah, I really, really like Sam Klukas this week. I think he's a really interesting play. But uh, other than that, there really isn't too much when you get down to the bottom. I think there may be a couple of really cheap starters this slate uh, that you may get uh, as a surprise. Uh, but uh, they must be playing on the wings. If they're not wingers or attacking midfielders, don't consider them. Uh, guys like Matty James and Lester uh, won't be playing or uh, Marty aren't going to be playing in uh, attacking positions in Leicester, so don't take chances on them. But uh, other than that, that is really my uh, midfield takes. Yeah, I agree with you for the most part. Um, I really like the Bournemouth guys. Junior Stanislas is a guy I'm really locked in on, as well as Yao Mario. Both of them are hovering in you know the mid-5 to 6K range. Stanislas looked excellent on Wednesday in his return. He finished with a goal, four shots, two of them on target, two crosses. Uh, yeah, he looks, you know, he's really a vital part of the Bournemouth offense. And Mario, like you said, you know, 12.25 fantasy points in his first game with West Ham. Seven crosses, one shot, um, three fouls he won. But yeah, he, like, is coming right into the, you know, West Ham rotation and lineup. He's proving to be a vital piece of their offense moving forward. Um... Yeah, outside. Sorry, sorry, I just want to touch on Stanislas too, and and agree with you 100%. What a great play he is. Uh, he's a really elite play this slate, and a great call by you. Yeah, he is. You know, he's probably going to go up in price. I think we saw him in the mid seven, even creeping up to 8K range. <clears throat> um, yeah, but before Stokes, you know, back to back clean sheets, they were giving. I think they gave up nine goals in three matches. So yeah, they're definitely very vulnerable. And Bournemouth are coming off a massive victory in Stamford Bridge, so they should be able to, you know, ride with the momentum. As we all know, momentum in soccer is huge. It's all about form and how the team is currently playing. Anyways, let's move to forward. Uh, I do disagree with you slightly on Manchester United. I think there's, you know, um. A route to having at least one of, you know, Alexis is my favorite guy in a nutshell. Martial, he has, he was looking good before Alexis got there, but it looks like Alexis is going to command, uh, you know, a higher, I don't know what the exact word is, but it's, I guess, similar to usage in basketball. The ball will be going on the left side a lot where Alexis likes to hang out. Um, Lukaku is a complete fade for me. He's probably the ultimate GPP play at 10K because he is the most goal-dependent player I've ever seen. But I don't even think he's taken a single shot in, you know, like his last five starts. He's absolutely looks lost out there coming up, 
completely looking much different than his, you know, start to his EPL season with Manchester United. I have no interest in going near Lukaku at 10K. Um, Alexis is the only guy I would consider, and he's very, you know, easy to fit in with the, you know, the other value plays that we've mentioned at defense and, you know, midfield. So it's not like you're really f- you feel like you're forcing Alexis to get in there because at the end of the day, man, you are the biggest favorites and have the highest goal and supply total. And Huddersfield has conceded, I think, 12 goals in the last four matches. And I think they've only scored one in that streak too. So they are not a good team, not in good form. And Man U are you know are looking to bounce back from their bad loss on Wednesday. Other than that, um, I don't really. I think the I'm all in on the West Brom guys like you. I think that it's a great spot to you know jump on this team. They they're very active um, since Alan Pardew has become manager, and he's clearly building his attack around. You know, the, the focal point of his attack is just literally throwing in crosses to Rondon. Rondon is 5,800. He has you know taken a crap ton of shots lately, and you know Pardew is really utilizing his guys that can cross the ball, and all Rondon needs is to get you know find a head on one of these balls, but. The one concern I have with Rondon is the signing of Daniel Sturridge. We don't know what you know Pardew's plans are to do with Sturridge. He could start him alongside Rondon. He could bring you know Sturridge on after 60 minutes if Rondon isn't doing well. This is you know yet to be determined. We don't know what's going to happen here, but needless to say, you know I'm very interested in whoever starts for West Brom up front. And then outside of that, Jamie Vardy is another guy I'll you know be you know. Looking at in GPPs, 7500 is definitely a steep price for a guy that's very goal-dependent like him. But with the absence of Riyad Mahrez, because he's a little bitch, Vardy should be you know a lot more active in the Swan- I mean the Leicester offense against Swansea, a team that is you know trending upwards but is still find themselves at the bottom of the table. What about you, Rob? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think where I'll start is with Arsenal. Uh, Amar Bamarang is most likely not going to play. He didn't practice all week. He's been sick. So even if he is, like, not sick, he still hasn't trained all week, which can't be a good thing. So I'll be very, very surprised if he is even in the starting uh, 18 on the bench this slate. Uh, but in terms of uh, – I really like uh, – conversely, I really like Lacazette on Arsenal – I think Arsenal are going to be super, super sneaky this slate with everyone looking to uh, Man United. And what makes them super sneaky to me is that Everton are just really, really bad at keeping CS bonuses. My obvious concern here is that Lacazette uh, may end up not starting and uh, for Amabayang. And that, that's a pretty huge salary jump. That uh, $800 in salary isn't something that you can just sit on going into the final game. Uh, so... You're, it's a huge risk. It's definitely not something I would do in Pick'em, but I do like Lacazette an awful lot this slate, especially in the concept that uh, he doesn't really, if uh, Bombing is still out, Welbeck's hurt, so it's not like Reese Nelson's going to come in and play. Uh, I don't see that happening. He's a winger and a wingback, so it's he should Lacazette should be pretty solid for 90 minutes against a team like Everton really can't keep the ball out of the net. Uh, I do like Friday, despite being so crazy about Swansea this late. 
but conversely on the other side of the Arsenal game is Theo Walcott. And this is something that we absolutely have to consider because uh, for for the most part, if you do take him, you're coming late to the party. He's been incredible the last two slates. And from only 7K, he should draw a ton of ownership. But at the same time, I think a lot of people are going to be scared away from Arsenal when they really should be. Arsenal's been brutal at the back the last uh, little while. Uh, and uh, Theo Walcott has been arguably the hottest attacker in the entire league over the last few slates. So from only 7K, it doesn't really matter his ownership. Uh, I think he's still going to do good enough from that salary where he should absolutely crush no matter how high he owned he is. Uh, so I, it's a, a good play in GPP. I'm not really sold on Walcott cash uh, just because he's against Arsenal. Uh, but uh, in terms of GPP, I'm all about Theo Walcott this like going back to Arsenal. Um, my next top GPP play, is, no, I'll rephrase that. My all-around top forward play this slate is going to be Callum Wilson from Bournemouth. I think he's excellent in cash or GPP. His floor is a little bit risky, but at the same time, it's really solid. I think Stoke, again, they do have one of the worst defenses in the league, uh, despite being really good the last couple of weeks. And Bournemouth have been just as good the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I, I, I just don't trust the Stoke defense to show up this slate when the Bournemouth attack definitely should at home. So Calamos is someone I'm going to be looking to get into either format because from only 6.4K, that's a massive discount. Uh, the next uh, forward right below him, this is why I love GPP so much this slate. There, there's this price range here that's just incredible. With Callum Wilson, Chikorito is going to be the only forward healthy for West Ham. Uh, they got they let uh, Ayu go to Swansea, uh, which I'll be talking about here in a moment too. But with Arnautovic out, Carroll's out, Antonio's out, Chikorito stands as literally the only healthy forward for West Ham. When you consider they're going up against a Brighton side, that's not very good. Um, uh, it's it's hard not to think about Chikorito. Now, conversely, going to the flip side of this, it kind of gives Brighton some uh, credence, uh, comparing them to the Bournemouth-Chelsea from a last one was hurt and all we were really fading was Hazard. This late, all we're really failing, fading excuse me, is Chikorito and the cross counts. Uh, so... Uh, from uh, Cresswell and uh, Mario. So, I, I don't know. Uh, Brighton are interesting, but if uh, if West Ham's your thing, you can't deny Chikorito at only 6.3K. He's one of the biggest steals of the entire slate because he's going to see 90 minutes. Um, like you mentioned, I really like Daniel Sturridge from Brom. I hope he gets the start. I just don't like Rondon very much as a player, so uh, he, I, I'm not excited about taking Rondon. I would much rather take Daniel Sturridge and only 5.9K. Hope to get 90 minutes from him against the Southampton team, like you mentioned earlier. And we both mentioned they're not very good at defending. Uh, so Brom is an incredible play going forward uh, with uh, Daniel Sturridge. Uh, depends if Josh King starts. I don't mind him. Uh, but uh, the last, uh, I guess you'd say, the last real forward pair or trifecta that uh, I want to talk about here is uh, Swansea and uh, what they may end up doing here against Leicester. Um, it's good to see Andre and Jordan back together. They are, in fact, related. They are, in fact, brothers. Uh, so they'll be playing together on Swansea. I don't think Andre will be playing this late. But that really doesn't matter. Swansea's what they've really done here under their new manager is 
they've improved their attack. Uh, their defense, while I'm interested in Kavansky, hasn't really been that staggering difference uh, improved. It's their attack that's completely shot off here under their new manager. And that's going to end and start, I guess you could say, and end with guys like uh, Abraham and Jordan Ayew, uh, who should both get solid minutes here. Uh, I'm disappointed that uh, Boney isn't really getting minutes. And they, they got rid of uh, McBurney to Burnley on loan. So it's not like they still have a, a million options here with Ayu, uh, Andre Ayu hurt. But uh, I'll be looking at a Swansea starter here. It's most likely going to be Jordan Ayu for only 5.5K. That's a pretty solid steal, this slate. Again, that, that really low price point that I'm totally into this slate. Uh, but other than that, I really don't have too many other options up front that I'll be considering, especially down low. Uh, I just really like that uh, 5, 6, 7K range this slate for the uh, forwards. Yep, I'm going to agree with you for the most part. Um, sounds like we're on the same page for the slate. I think it's going to be shape up to be a really good slate, considering we don't have to worry about Man City and Man U at the moment is not as potent of an attack. So it'll, you know, it'll create for an interesting roster construction. You can really, you know, dig deep and not have to worry about stuffing, you know, a 12, 11K player in that you're worried can easily go for 30 points. Anyways, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Foul Balls Podcast. Hope everyone has a, you know, um, profitable slate tomorrow morning. And we will catch you guys, I think there's midweek next week, right? We got some Champions League coming up. Oh yeah, Champions League. Exciting. It's back. Yep. Knockout yep. stages. Looking forward to that. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Anyways, we'll get we will catch you guys on the flip side and hope everyone has a good weekend. Good luck.